how many of you have come with expectation today? Amen. Uh, let me just say that may God bless you according to your expectation. Okay, if your expectation is small, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, amen. We, we are on the series, uh, Kingdom Series, and, and the Lord has been so faithful and so gracious in revealing who He is, right? And revealing to us the privileges that we have in this gospel. It's a privilege, right? When Jesus came and he died for us and he was resurrected, it's not just a fable. It's not just some legend that somebody made up. It's a, it's a reality. It's a reality. Uh, I, I love what Jesus preached. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. If you could just change your mind, you can experience the kingdom of God. You don't have to go to heaven to experience the kingdom of God. You can experience the kingdom of God right now, right here, because the king is right now, right here. That's why the gospel does not end by Jesus dying and that all your sins are forgiven. The gospel does not end there. The gospel is that Jesus was raised from the dead so that you and me can be justified before God and you and me can experience his reality. I love this verse in John 1. It says, he became flesh so that he became flesh and dwelt among men. I believe he became flesh so that he could pull up, pull us up into his reality. Right? He, he, he came, he, he left his glory. He stepped down into our broken reality to pull us up into his reality. He, he's, not, he's not a God who is like, you know, who's, who's like, fix yourself up and then we'll talk about it, right? He comes down, comes down into our circumstances, comes down at our level, speaks to us at our level, and then he begins to release words of revelation. His words are spirit and life that can absolutely transform us, amen? So, you know, even, even as... We are releasing these words. Understand, these are not just words and concept and theories and theology and doctrine. These are words. These words are of spirit and life. And if you receive it, you will come alive just by listening to it. That's why his word says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. Awesome. So the kingdom, I, I just today I just want to talk to you about how... We have all received the kingdom because of God, right? Colossians 1 verse 13 says that God delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and he has transferred us into the kingdom of his son. We did not deliver ourselves, right? How many of you want to say amen to that? We did not deliver ourselves. Thank God we did not deliver ourselves. It is God who delivered us, right, from the kingdom of darkness and he has put us in the kingdom of his son. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For we are saved by grace through faith. And it is not of yourselves, but it is the work of God. So we are completely saved by grace. Today you and me are saved by grace. Today you and me are in the kingdom of God because of Jesus. Right? But can I tell you something? We are not just in the kingdom so that we can one day go to heaven. Please understand this. We are in the kingdom so that we can experience the kingdom right now. And God's heart is 
for those who don't know the kingdom god's heart is for those who don't know him that they will not perish so we are not in the kingdom so that you know we can enjoy the blessings of the kingdom we are in the kingdom so that we can become the blessing just like jesus is just like god is we can become the blessing to the lost right so i want to talk to you about today i want to talk to you about honor because honor is such a powerful principle in the kingdom and i'm telling you if if we can just be a little humble okay and just receive this word it can transform your life because the moment i say honor you, you know we are all like yeah i i know honor uh, what is pastor sam going to talk about honor god honor people yeah i know this but knowledge i'm not talking about knowledge that is just intellectual i'm talking about knowledge that can transform us right hosea 4 verse 6 god said like this my people perish for lack of knowledge my people perish for lack of knowledge and today you know as as we deliver god's word we are delivering a knowledge that the wise of the world does not do not understand the wise of the world they can't make sense of it it's anti intuitive it's illogical it does not make sense to the logical mind it does not make sense to the intellectual that's why paul says like this the spiritual wisdom it takes a spiritual man the spiritual mind to understand the spiritual knowledge and wisdom right so even as i even as i share i i want you to be in an attitude of prayer okay understand take it as a holy moment you're in an attitude of prayer so that the holy spirit can can break down the message can break down the word for you and bring life within you amen so matthew 16:19 says i will give you the keys of the kingdom jesus said i will give you the keys of the kingdom notice he does not say i will give you the key of the kingdom he said i will give you the keys of the kingdom that means there are multiple keys see uh when you in your daily life how many keys do you have i i have at least 3 keys okay one for for my car one for my house and one for the office and the church space so we have different keys that open different doors uh and has unique functional purpose so you can't just hold one key like a master guy and be like oh i have this in you know your life doesn't go on you need multiple keys similarly we have keys to the kingdom and and if you notice even though we are all saved by grace even though god has delivered us from the power of darkness our experiences of the kingdom is not the same how many of you will say that right you see you see, you just look at one another and you know that the experience of each one of us is unique and sometimes when when i'm talking about it's very different i'm talking about there are some areas of my life and i'm a complete failure and there are some areas of my life a uh, complete success i'm a conqueror but then i see sammy's life i see alvin's life and i see that where in the areas that i am a failure they are like conquering they are doing good so what is it about the kingdom that even though that it is god who has done the work who has delivered us right what is that about the kingdom that our experiences are not at the same level i'm talking about it has to be unique yes but i'm talking about we are all meant to be conquerors in every aspect of our lives and that does not feel so why because jesus said i will give you the keys of the kingdom and there are certain keys that we haven't used to unlock into those dimensions right the kingdom of god works on principles 
The kingdom of God works on ordinances. The kingdom of God works on laws. There are certain principles, ordinances and laws. And when you use these keys, you're basically opening those different dimensions. You're opening those doors. Right? That's why for some of us, some of us are still struggling with prosperity for so many years. Right? You're still struggling with prosperity. Why? Because you haven't opened those doors. Some of us are still struggling with broken relationships day in and day out. It's like the same cycle all over again. You have been delivered. You have heard this message. But again and again, you are like, why? Why is this happening to me? Why? Because you haven't opened the door. Right? The areas of our life, if you see uh, the areas of our life that hasn't been opened up, it's because the key has not been opened. You have the keys, but you don't know how to use it. It's like having, having a lot of money in the bank account, but you have no way to access it. How terrible is that? Right? How terrible. I have like 100 crores in my bank account, but I have no idea how to access it. Every time I see my phone just say, hey, you have 100 crores in your account, but I'm living like a poor person. Why? Because I have no idea how to access it. And one of the ways to access all the blessings of God in the kingdom is honor. If you can trace back any failure in your life, it could be traced back to dishonor. Dishonoring God and dishonoring his people. So I'm going to take a couple of weeks, okay? This is, I'm just laying the foundation. I'm going to take a couple of weeks to talk about this so that I, I really believe this, this will absolutely transform our lives. I got this message in 2021 and the Lord, you know, sowed those seeds of revelation in 2021, beginning from 2021. He was talking to me about honor and submission. The first time I heard it, I was like, yeah, okay, not a big deal. I'm too familiar with this. But then as the Holy Spirit started teaching me, I'm telling you, it has absolutely wrecked my life for good, has transformed our lives, okay? Me and Betty can testify to that. If there's a newer level of or, or a new dimension of the kingdom that we are walking into, it's because we have tapped into honor. And I'm telling you, if you honor God, such doors will be open for you. Because, the see, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. There's no doubt. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing. But we don't know how to access them. But when you honor God, when you honor his people, those doors begin to open because those doors are in their, in your hearts. You know, a lot of times because of bitterness, because of, uh, because of some people hurting us, bitterness and self-righteousness, ignorance and pride, we don't, we don't open our hearts to receive the blessings of God that is already released for us. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm coming to one of your houses, right? I, I visit your homes. And I'm standing there with a huge gift. But unless you don't open the door, you're not going to receive it. The blessings of God are knocking at your doors. They are waiting for you to say yes. The moment you open those doors, those blessings will flood your life. Will flood your life. Will overcome your life. That you will not be able to say no. You, you'll be like, man, what is happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Okay? So honor gives you access to the blessings of God that has been already released for you. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Yes, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. But do you know, if you don't access those spiritual blessings, you can die poor, sick, depressed, mentally ill, 
and you can lose out on what God has for you while you're living on this earth. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing, but you need to know how to access them. Okay. Now, let me show you one thing. Uh, Romans chapter 1 was 21 to 24. I, I just want to show you how when we don't honor God, right? When we dishonor God, the consequence is severe. The consequence is extreme. Romans chapter 1 verse 21 to 24. For although they knew God, okay? He's talking about people who knew God. They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. One of the consequences of not honoring God is what happens? You become futile in your thinking. And, and you know, when you're futile in your thinking, you don't even know that, that you're futile. A deceived person does not know that he is deceived. Right? You become futile in your thinking and your foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise. How many of you claim to be wise? Uh, you don't say that loud, but you tell that to yourself. You do self-talk, man. What is he telling me? I'm, I know better than him. Claiming to be wise, but what does the word say? They became fools. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creepy things and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up. God gave them up. In the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Can I say something? It is God's grace that has stopped us from actually receiving everything our flesh desires. And some of us are still praying for it. Lord, why don't you give me this? And it is God's grace that has stopped you from receiving what your flesh desires. And it is, and, and, and this is extreme. This is extreme and God, God lets go. You're like, okay, you know what? I'm just letting go of it. I'm not giving up on you, but I'm letting go. Letting go as in, do what you want. Do what you want. That's, I, I don't want to be in that place. I don't want to be in that place because I want to be protected by his grace. I want to be protected by his favor and mercy. So when you don't glorify God, think about, think about the consequences severe. The consequences severe. Yes, you know, your spirit is saved. Yes, you will go to heaven. Yes, you know, you might go to heaven even faster. Get there even sooner. Yes. But your life on the earth, my goodness, your life right now, right here, what you are experiencing in the presence of God, my goodness. And this is the heart of the Father, that He does not want anyone to be perish. He does not want anyone to be destroyed. He does not want anyone to perish. He wants all of us to be saved. So, basically, if you want to understand what is honor, honor is you understand the value of God and you understand the value of the image of God. See, a lot of times we come for worship, right? We raise our hands. And it's easy to worship God whom we don't, don't see, right? But then we are having bitterness and jealousy with the brothers and sisters whom we are just standing close to. But we forget that this God whom we worship, this God whom we are honoring, this, this brother and sister whom we have a problem with, they are created in that same image. 
So you understand the hypocrisy. God does not receive your honor when this is not right. That's why he says, if you, before you come to the altar, go and ask forgiveness. Set your hearts right, right? That's why honor, honor is such a key. Honor is such a key. One of the reasons uh, why honor gives you access is in the kingdom, there is only one owner of everything. And that's the king, okay? There's only one owner. Your, your car, your house, your education, I'm sorry, you don't own it. You are just a steward of what God has blessed you. And it's a privilege that we are not owners because we don't have to take responsibility of it. it God, God can take responsibility of my life. God can take responsibility of the church. God can take responsibility of all the relationships that I have. All that I'm asked is to steward what God has blessed me, is to be faithful in my stewardship. The problem is we think that we are owners. So, you know, we take the entire stress and the brunt of it and then burnt out. And we're like, Lord, why is this not happening? God is like, I am the owner. You're just a steward. And, you know, how God blesses you in the stewardship is there are levels of stewardship. There are levels of stewardship. That's why if you see... Um, the stories of the talents or the parable of the talents, you know, they, they were blessed with five and then two and one. But then as they were faithful, they were blessed with more. So there are levels in the kingdom that you can access. You can stay at the same level, being like that guy with the one talent, or you can grow in your stewardship. And how you grow in your stewardship is by being faithful in the little that you have. Is by being faithful, okay? So one of the ways is faithfulness. And the other way, especially when you don't understand why these doors are not opening, the way to open those doors are through honor. Through honor. Simp I, I tell you, it's, it's a very simple thing. It's like, you know, I see, I see, for example, one aspect of Joel's life, for example. Okay, And I see that, you know, jo Joel is very good at forgiving people. He is not, I'm just saying. You know, he's very... <laughs> just kidding. You know, he's very good at forgiving people and I have a hard time forgiving people. Just me, by honoring Joel, by recognizing, first of all, recognizing, my goodness, he can forgive people. By recognizing that and seeing the value, okay? My, me, just by honoring him and honoring that value that I see, that image of God that I see in him, that begins to flow into my life as well. Just by associating. See, there are two ways to grow, okay? One is, you, you see, you see uh, tell me an athlete, Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt is an athlete, right? He runs fast. Now, one way to become like Usain Bolt is asking Usain Bolt, hey, how did you do this? And then he says, you know, this is all that I did. And then you, you build your body, you practice and you exercise and you go through all the sufferings that he went through and then get there. That's one way to do it. And a lot of people are still trying that all the best for that, right? The other way is, if you can just honor the person, I'm talking about the kingdom reality, if you can just honor the person just by associating with them and honoring them and understanding the value of what they have received, right? Just by recognizing and understanding the value of what they have received, it starts flowing into your life as well. That's why I have people in my life who are much better than what I do. 
and I keep them so that I can honor them and I can partake from the God's blessings, from God's grace that has been released upon their life in those dimensions. That's why we have a church, you know. It's not like just go up to the mountain and pray and just be with God. No, we have a church so that when we come together as a family, we see one another and we see that's one dimension that I want, but it has been opened up for him. Alvin, I honor you. How did you do it? I want to learn from you. Please teach me. That's why we come together as church. So as you honor God, we honor his people. It's so important. What, what, what is honor? Honor is treating something as valuable, something as special. Because dishonor means treating something as ordinary. Oh yeah, Joel, yeah, he can forgive. What, what a big deal. That's dishonor. You treat something as ordinary, that's dishonor. Dishonor just does not mean, you know, st stomping over. Dishonor could simply mean, ah, that's ordinary. You take, you take a bar of gold and you say, ah, this is ordinary. That's dishonor. Honoring is recognizing the value and celebrating it and then appreciating, acknowledging and saying, hey, can I, can I, can I do something? Can I help you? Can I say this? I said honor gives you access, right? When you see somebody whom, whom you want to partake in their blessings, right? One of the practical ways of honoring them is seeing if there is a need in their life because the need in their life becomes a gateway for you to access into their life. Because if you see a need in their life and you are able to fulfill it, hey, can I help you in this? that becomes a gateway for you to become a blessing. See, how, how do I say this? Do you realize the devil does his best to offend you from the people who can become the greatest channel of blessing in your life? The devil will do his best to make you feel offended, to make you feel hurt, to make you bitter from the people who can become the greatest channel, of, channel in your life. Let's take examples. Children are offended by their parents. Employees are always offended by their bosses. Right? And then believers are always offended by their pastors. Why? Because the devil will do his best to keep you offended so that you will not be able to access from the blessings that has been released upon their lives. See, when you go to a school, if you are a teacher... Simi is a teacher. She, I think she'll resonate with me. If you're a teacher and when you're teaching, if the children, if the students don't honor you as your teacher, as their teacher, they will not learn anything. The first thing is to honor. So honor gives you access to all the blessings that God has for you. Honor gives you access to all the blessings that the Lord has for you. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said in Luke 14 verse 26, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. I was like, why should I hate my parents, man? Jesus saying, in comparison, love them, yes. But in comparison to loving them, the love that you have for them should be so much greater that when you compare, it feels like nothing. It's like, you know, I, I, I gave a beautiful watch to Alvin, which cost me 50,000 rupees. And Alvin is like, wow, thank you. Thank you for this amazing gift. And then he gets to know that I gave 
probably a five lakh worth watch to Sarah. In comparison, Alvin feels like, what is this? This is nothing. And that is what Jesus is saying. If you love me, if you love me, and if you're not willing to hate everything else, we are talking about that kind of honor where you put God that nothing else in comparison even comes close. And, and I'm not, you know, Jesus talked about parents and all. I'm not talking about parents. I'm talking about, let's take for your job, for example. Let's take your education, for, your, for example. Let's take your career. We, we elevate it so much and it, it, it takes so much of our energy, so much of our time, so much pressure and stress. Why? Why? Because could it be that we have given those things preeminence where only God could take place? Right? In Colossians chapter 1, I love this verse. It says, Jesus is before all things. He's above all things. And everything holds in him. Everything is held together in him. And you know, that day when I read that verse, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Whenever you exalt Jesus over everything, he takes care of everything. Because, you know, a lot of us, we, we want the blessings of God. Oh Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. I want to get into a newer level of blessing. But do you know it is God's grace that those blessings has not been released? Because when those blessings will come, they will crush you. They will eat you alive. That new opportunity, that new promotion that you're waiting for, the new relationship that you want to get into, the new admission that you're hoping for, that will crush you. And that's why God is making you to wait, not because he does not love you. He's making you to wait so that you can be prepared that when those blessings come, those blessings won't mean a lot compared to who God is. And in those blessings, you will exalt Jesus at all times. That's why God is making you wait. Honor gives you access. Honor gives you access. I love those words. What God said in 1 Samuel 2 verse 30. He said, whoever honors me, I will honor. Whoever despises me, I will despise. If you honor God, he will honor you. Jesus said, whoever acknowledges me in public, I will honor him in public. Think about it. Honor is powerful, guys. And, and I want you to reflect in your own lives, okay? If, if you and me honor God and his people, how do you know? Just look at the amount of time and the energy and uh, your money. Where are you spending? Is it on the things of God? Is it on the people of God? Is it on the purposes of God? Is it for the kingdom? Or is it for your world, the world that you have created for yourself, where you want to be God. Are you spending the time, the energy, the money in the things that you think is important or are you spending them for the kingdom? That's what Jesus said in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. They shall be added unto you. They are not meant to be pursued. These things are not meant to be pursued. When you pursue Jesus, when you pursue God, these things are added unto you. And I want to remind you, I think it's a very simple message. When you honor God, when you honor God, every blessing that God has released over your life, every blessing, you have access to it. You have access to it.
if you, if you get time today, do read Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28 talks about the blessings. And God says, you know, let's, let's just read a couple of verses, okay? Deuteronomy 28. I'm going to end soon, guys. Don't worry. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. The first blessing that the Lord does is set you high. He esteems you high above all the nations. Second one, these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. How many of you want overtaking blessings of God? Huh? You are overtaking blessings of God. You know, it's not blessings that is just coming in, like trickle. You just want to, you know, the overtaking blessings of God. What are those blessings? Verse 3. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Wherever you are, you'll be blessed. Verse 4. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb. The fruit of your womb just does not mean children. It also means legacy. It means intellect. Okay. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle. The increase of your herds and the youngs of your flock. In today's context, blessed shall be everything that you have and it will increase. Verse 5, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Meaning, bless your job, your career will be blessed. Verse 6, blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. Come on. Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Verse 8, the Lord will command the blessings on you in your bonds and in all that you undertake and he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Verse 9, the Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself. What's the meaning of holy? Set apart. Okay, he will establish you as a people set apart for himself as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Verse 10. And all the people, say with me all. And all the peoples of the earth shall see you that you are called by the name of the Lord. My goodness. Why is the Lord blessing you? Why are there overtaking blessings in your life? So that all the people of the earth will see and say, my goodness. This has to be something supernatural. This has to be something very out of the world. It has to be something absolutely different. And then when they see your blessings, they glorify God. They call upon the name of the Lord by seeing your blessings. Verse 11. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. In the fruit of your womb and in the fruit of your livestock and in the fruit of your ground within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. Verse 12, the Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the works of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall only go up. Say with me, I shall only go up. Okay, I shall only go up and not down if you obey the commandments of the Lord. See, one of the conditions of Deuteronomy 28 is if you obey the voice of God. How, how do you begin to obey the voice of God? Is by honoring Him. That's the first most thing. When you honor God, when you honor God, when you understand the value 
of who he is, every voice that comes from him, you will run after to obey him because you understand the significance of who he is. You have honored him so much. He is, you know, he is supreme over your life. He takes first priority in your life. Nothing comes at that level at all. Nothing comes even at the second, third, fourth, fifth. Maybe your family comes down there, you know. God is so prominent. When you honor him like that, and if he says, hey, I want you to do this, you're like, yes, I'll do it. Why? Because you understand the value of what he says. See, we don't, we don't value his word because we don't value him. When you honor him, you will automatically honor his word. You'll automatically honor his voice. You'll automatically honor his people. You'll automatically honor his principle. It all begins by honoring God. I want to tell you, God, our God is a jealous God. He says, do not worship any other gods before me. He is a jealous God. And maybe you might say, you know, I'm a Christian. I don't worship any other God. But you do worship your money at times. You do worship your career at times. You do look at your bank balances and your still upset you know spending time glorifying it you do take time to worship these things and God says do not worship any other gods other than me amen amen <laughs> I don't know how to end this I just just want to say this when Jesus was ascending he told his disciples go to go to Jerusalem don't leave Jerusalem wait and they waited. Makes me wonder, Jesus left. Why did they wait? Jesus did not tell them, wait for so many days. He said, wait. I think they were prepared to wait till the Holy Spirit would come and change their lives. Understand. I'm trying to make you understand that the attitude that they were willing to give up and just wait till the Holy Spirit will come and transform their lives. They were not like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm it's done, man. Five days, yeah, five days of fasting and prayer. I'm I'm done, bro. Come on. They've waited. There, there was there was a hunger in them to honor God's voice. There was a hunger in them to honor the voice of Jesus because Jesus said, wait. And he said, wait until you receive the gift of God. And in 10 days. They receive the Holy Spirit who comes like a mighty rushing wind and they make history. They make history. I'm just saying this prophetically. This is, this is not something that I prepared. I'm just saying this prophetically. For some of you, yes, I understand you've been praying. Yes, I understand you've been waiting for those blessings. But can you take a moment to wait on God? Just wait on Him without any agenda. Wait on Him. Let him come through. Give you his revelation. Let him fill you with his presence. Let him fill you with his power so that nothing in your life take preeminence as God takes in your life. Let him fill you with his love so that, so that all these blessings that we are waiting for is like nothing. 100 crores is nothing compared to who God is. He can become so much more greater and bigger. And for you, your your aim would not be 100 crores. You, your aim would be just getting 30% increment in my salary. Or would be just, oh, I just want to get married. Or, you know, I just, I just want to, I just want, 
to have some future in my life where I, I see some form of stability. Let me tell you, there's nothing external that can give you stability in future. Only God can. Let God become your stability. Let God become your strength. Let God become your prosperity. Let God become your future plan. Let God become your pension plan. Let God become your legacy. Honor him. Honor him. Honor him in everything that you do. Honor him in your money. Honor him in your time that you spend. Honor him in the energy that you have. Honor him with whatever you can. That's why the psalmist says, Oh, I worship him with all that I have. I worship him. With all that I have, my achievements, my degrees, my money, my bank balances, they all honor God. I honor him because nothing, nothing can be exalted above God. God is exalted far. And when you exalt him far above everything in your life, my goodness, you begin to realize that you are exalted far above everything that is coming against you. You're exalted far because you are with him. You are seated with him. As you exalt Jesus in your life, can I tell you something? You exalting Jesus in your life is not going to change his position. Right? You exalting Jesus in your life just changes your perspective. When your perspective changes that Jesus is actually exalted, Right? He's far above. You begin to realize that you are seated with him. You are exalted above everything that is coming against you. Above everything that you are seeking. Above everything that you are earning for. Let the blessings of God follow you. Then you follow the blessings of God. When it's the right time, it will come. Trust him. Let God become everything. Honor him with your life. Honor him. Honor him. I just want to say this and give you this opportunity to make a commitment before the Lord to say, Father, teach me. I don't, probably I don't know. Probably there's ignorance in my heart. Teach me. But I want to honor you. I want to honor you in everything that I do. I want to honor you in the times that I spend. I want to honor you in all my relationships. I want to honor you in, in the time that I go to office. I want to honor you. I want to honor you. And I want to learn to honor you so that you can become my everything. Come on, all eyes closed in this place. And just say, Father, we are here to receive you. Father, we honor you. We acknowledge your presence in this place. Holy Spirit, we honor you. We honor you. Jesus, we honor you. There's absolutely nothing that can take preeminence in our life. Father, we honor you. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for teaching us. We thank you for coming down to our levels and teaching us and changing our hearts. And Father, we just want to take this moment to say, we honor you. We honor you as our Father. We acknowledge all that you have done for us. Father, we... We forget this. And thank you, thank you for your Holy Spirit that keeps reminding us, that keeps reminding us of who you are and what you are continuously, continuously doing in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. We surrender in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.